good afternoon everyone how we are doing um today this month we're going to be working on a theme the theme is going to be guiding um our discussion for this month and this the theme for today's um or this month's um, discussion will be centered on be focused on parable i know that when we hear the word parable you know a lot of things come to our mind but just um, for our information and for the benefit of those that perhaps might not understand what um, a parable means um, a parable by definition uh, because just like um, um, I usually do that whenever I'm confronted with a particular word I like to you know clarify those words by defining them so to start with I think it is up for us to define the word parable now according to some definition so people describe or would define a parable as a story on the line word a story told to illustrate a truth so it's a story a scenario you know that is being painted you know to illustrate you know a truth or simply we can define you know a parable as a a short story or an earthly story with heavenly meaning i think we are usually familiar with you know the latter you know an earthly story with heavenly connotation or heavenly meaning so that is what a parable means a parable is a story that is a fact and this story is there to illustrate is there to teach you know is there to make what we call a comparative analysis of things ideas to bring about some certain lessons some certain moral lessons so this month we're going to be treating different kinds of parable in the bible it will interest us to know that we have several parables in the bible several be it in the old testament the old era you know and also the new era which is the new testament and most of these parables are encapsulated in the gospel the synoptic gospel i'm talking about matthew mark luke and john you know and um, you know just for our for our information this is just um, um a classroom you know discussion you know so we can also engage ourselves intellectually you know uh, the number of parables found in the gospel i'm going to be breaking down for us just for our information so at least we to know you know how important parable is in jesus's ministry and how he was able to use this bible to be able to talk to people teach people and perhaps also rebuke you know some set of people so in the book of um luke which we're going to be discussing today you know the, par- the number of parable that is contained in the book of luke happens to be the largest amount of parable which is 24 parables we can find 24 parables in the book of you know luke and out of those 24 we have 18 that are very very unique 18 parables that are very very special you know out of those 24 now if we go down to the book of you know matthew matthew has a total of 23 parables and out of those 23 we have 11 that are equally unique and if you look at the book of mark we have eight parables in the book of mark you know and out of that eight which happens to be the lowest of all the parables that has been recorded in the book of mark out of that eight we only have two that are very very unique so today we're going to be looking at um, the book of luke which happens to be you know um which happens to have a whole lot of parable you know in the bible 
and we're going to be treating each of these parables you know systematically we're going to look at the lessons we're going to look at you know the the um the illustrations the story you know and um the applications and how we can apply all of these things in our life so today um discussion will be centered on the parable of the rich fool the parable of the rich fool what a title so in the book of luke chapter 12 starting from verse 13 to 21 you know um i'm going to be reading and um, so let's start someone that is in verse 13 someone in the crowd said to him teacher tell me tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me jesus replied man who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you you might be one you might be confused okay who is an arbiter what is his responsibility and all of those things just to put us in a better perspective you know a judge i'm sure that we all know we are familiar with that word judge a judge is one that give a verdict that you know proceed over um, a dispute or a matter as the case may be the same thing can also be said with an arbiter and an arbiter is a person with power to decide disputes an arbiter is one that has the power to decide disputes and there was an there, or of course based on this definition there was an underlying dispute where somebody came to approach jesus christ and jesus christ was called a teacher and what was the issue what was the dispute in the opening um, text of this passage the dispute here was that a um a, a brother it gives an impression that we have a brother here maybe two brothers you know have an issue concerning dividing their inheritance together sharing inheritance you know and that is a major major issue even you know even relating it with what is obtainable today a lot of things that happen when it comes to sharing of will dividing inheritance people have lost their life as a result families have been crippled a lot of disunity a lot of hatred that have been planted with some people that have done a lot about you know, diabolic things all because of sharing of inheritance or sharing of will so this too was a major issue back in the days when jesus christ was here on earth and of course jesus's response was very direct to say that why who have you who, why do you appoint me a judge or habitat you know between you guys okay so let's continue from them then he said to them and that is where you know we're about to now see some illustrations and some of the stories that jesus christ want to paint he says watch out be on your guard against all kinds of greed life does not consist in an abundance of possession so jesus christ here has gone ahead to warn them because he understands the reason why would they be having this with one are you guys not brothers are you guys not tied by blood? You guys are supposed to understand. You guys are supposed to even relate better. I mean, it will make sense if it was someone, if it was an outsider, you know. But you guys are brothers, and yet you guys are having, you know, disputes to share inheritance and stuff like that. So there's something, there's an underlying factor, and that is what Jesus Christ recognized immediately, and that's why I want them say, watch out, be on your guard, guide against all kinds of greed, like does not consist in an abundance of possession we're going to get there you know in a moment but let's continue and in verse 16 it says and he told them this parable and this is where the story you know, starts say the ground of a certain rich man remember what parable means parable means um a story that illustrates the truth 
So it's an earthly story with heavenly meaning. So here Jesus Christ wants to now use this story to now stress and drive response. In verse 16 again, it says, And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich um, man yielded an abundant harvest. Interesting. He thought to himself, What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, This is what I will do. I will tear down my burn and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I will say to myself, You have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool! With an exclamation. This very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then, who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not to reach towards God. Hmm. This story is quite um, quite worrisome, um, and of course, uh, there are a lot of things that we can learn, you know, from this short, short, you know, scenario. Now, this story painted a scenario of a farmer who perhaps is doing quite well. You know, this farmer has a field where where he or she plants a man actually plants his crop, and based on the story and based on the scenario that Jesus Christ. You know, painted. We could say we can conclude that it's actually doing well. You know, um, the crop is 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 growing and it's harvesting and all of those things and it's just spreading and spreading. I can only imagine if he, the, the 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 farmer started with just a plot of land, and because of the blessings and you know um, the farm produce that the, the farmer is getting, you know, he's not trying to extend and expand his territory. You know, to even a larger, maybe an hectare. Or an acre of land so that it can be able to spread and build and and i think that is very very uh, that is very very um, a wise thing to do you know we're making some little ends you know earnings we're, we're getting some money and every time i want to think that okay let's invest or let's let's um, build you know, let's try to put this money so that this money can grow it's a very um, um, um a wonderful thing to do a very holistic approach to do so i think if i was in this man's position that is the same thing i would do especially if i'm seeing that my, my burns are, are growing my crops are growing i think i need to expand i need to build a bigger one so someone that just started a small business and um, before you know it business is booming business is thriving and you're just thinking as a businessman you know i want to expand my business scope i want to go international you know i want to be recognized i want to work on with the world class whatever whatever and all of those things so it's a an honorable thing to do it's a wise thing to do as a businessman as an entrepreneur and all of those things so that was what you know this rich man was considering however there was an underlying factor to this motive there was an underlying you know reason or rationale that brought about this ideology and of course he said to himself that you have plenty greens and just pride himself of what he wants to achieve or what he intend to achieve he pride himself that he will have many greens stored up which will last for many many years only god knows how many years you know those green will last just like you know um in in our country we have silos and all the you know storage capacity that can last we we put all this staple food millet and, and 
and so on and all of those things. Why? Because we are trying to keep them for unforeseen circumstances in the case of environmental disaster or degradation. So that is a wise thing to do. And I think that is the same approach that this rich man actually applied. And he said to himself, I'm going to take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But this is a twist to that story. I mean, that story is very nice, but Jesus Christ, God not twisted that story in verse 20 to not say that. But God said to him, you fool. Why will God start with such you know, um, an, an emphasis? You fool. This is a man that's taking initiative to, to go and harvest. You know, and his abyss is booming and he's thinking that, okay, let me expand my territory, let me expand my storage capacity so that I can even save more that will last me for several years. That is a smart thing to do. Why would God start by saying, you fool? If I was in that man's position, my heart would just skip a bit. I would feel so bad. Now, why would you God, you know, perhaps accuse me, for lack of a better word, that I am a fool? A foolish person will not do what I've done. A foolish person will not think of oh expanding. A foolish person will not think of saving for the future. So why would God see me as someone foolish? But we're going to get to find out as we continue. And in that same verse, he said, "This very night, your life will be demanded from you." Hmm. That is very very instructive. Your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? Who? Nobody. So what is that lesson that God is trying to pass across to us at this moment? I think this man, I can deduce because it was not clearly stated, so I can deduce. I think this man, you know, um, prided himself or prides himself, if I put it that way, of, of, of what he intended to achieve. There was an, an iota of pride in the fact that he put confidence in his plan. Oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to expand this, I'm going to whatever, I'm going to store this, whatever, so it's going to last for several years. So I think there's a level of pride in that. And he was just thinking of how he's just going to enjoy afterwards. Thinking of how he's going to enjoy, thinking about himself, how he's going to build capacity, resource capacity, financial capacity, and whatever capacity. And all of these things that he's building is just for himself. So I can also see that this man too was also selfish, self-centeredness. I could see some level of self-centeredness in this man because he was also only talking about himself. He was just talking about, I'll take my life easy. Easy does it. I'm going to eat. I'm going to drink. I'm going to marry. That was the reason why he had to take that initiative. Even though the initiative was a good initiative, but it was a selfish initiative. And of course, again, what I've been able to deduce from this, it was... It has a selfish ambition. It was about itself. Just like I said, it was selfish. It was having an ambition which is selfish, which was about owning him. And how do I know? Because the Bible now makes us to understand that at the end of the day, by the time your life is taken away from you, then who is going to enjoy all that are prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves but not rich towards God. So this guy was focusing on how he can be rich. He was focusing on how he's going to excel in his business and all of those things. But he was not focusing on how he's going to be rich in Christ. And that is the moral lesson today. That is the underlying lesson for us today. That is the heavenly connotation from this earthly story that we have just heard today. That as we are engaged in our day-to-day activity for some of us that are working, 
for some of us that are, are, are going to school, students, for some of us that are doing whatever we are doing, are we just focusing on ourselves? Are we just only planning our life so that we are going to better ourselves? Which is good, if you ask me, it's nothing bad. I mean, you're going to school because you want to be responsible in the society and also to yourself, which is very, very okay. For you, they are working. The same thing is also applicable to, to a category of people like that. But as you're trying to make both end meet as you're going to as you're trying to go to school to uh, acquire that knowledge and by so doing this knowledge you not put some money on your pocket and food on your table are you only thinking about yourself are you making all the plans for the year i know that beginning of the year we all made most of us if not all of us made our new year resolution we want to achieve this we want to do this one we have our goals me i did man i had my own mental goal i want to achieve this i want to do this one thing in all of those goals that were penned down is god in the picture or is all the, most of the goals that we pen down is a goal that has to do with us alone. Oh, I want to get married. I want to have, take my relationship to the next level. I really want to date. Oh, I want to get a job. I want to buy a car. I want to get an apartment. I want to build my brand. I want to build my business. Uh, all these things, most of the things that comes with our list that we want to achieve this year, forgetting easily forgetting about God. That is what you know, Jesus Christ was teaching or has, uh, was, was trying to pass across to these people that had issues that yes even though you are doing what is right you're trying to put yourself together you're trying to position yourself so that in the future you not suffer how about god can you build houses build your panel houses and you allow the things of god to suffer that is the moral lesson from today's class so i want to encourage us my brothers and sisters in as much as you are staying home for some of us are staying home in the lockdown i hope you are not locked down but rather i want us to be locked in with the bible i want us to be locked in in our relationship with god i want us to be locked in in the sense that we are also we also put into consideration everything that we do we put god in the picture in our finances in our relationship with god in the way we carry ourselves in the way we relate to one another do we also put god in that picture when we are painting you know um um, um we're having a paint and all of those things do you also feature god as part of the character in that act we are trying to for some of us that want to go into movie and director directing and all those things is jesus christ part of that character in your movie and some of us that are business tycoon that has their business and they want to expand you know from coast to coast do you put god in that picture for some of us that have different goals you want to marry you want to settle down you want to be in a relationship, you want to have your cars, you want to be a house, or whatever physical goal or ambition that you want to achieve is God in that picture. So that it will not be said that we build our panel houses, but the things of God is lying in ruin. So this is the moral lesson because at the end of the day, what will it profit us to gain the whole world? And yet we lose our very self we lose our foundation i think to me this is the moral lesson from the parable of the rich fool that is why it's called a foolish person a rich fool yeah he's rich physically but he's a foolish person in christ because he's not rich in christ so are you that rich person in the perspective of the world or you are rich in christ let this parable help you to position yourself for what god has intended for you today so thank you very much for today um for just taking time to listen to um the podcast and i believe strongly you have learned a lot of things 
in today's class. So please join me again next week as we have yet another episode of another interesting parable. Like I said, the month of July will be targeted to just talking about different stories, painting different scenarios that illustrate the truth. And today we're going to talk about the parable of the rich fool. Next week, by Thursday, by special grace of God, we're also going to be dissecting another parable that will bring about some moral connotation that can help us live like Christ. So thank you once again. Like I always say, if you have any question, any comment, feel free to drop your comment. Feel free to ask your question so we can continue to interact and also learn with the Word of God. Thank you very much and to God be the glory. Let's pray. Our dear God in heaven, thank you for opening our eyes to see you know, that um, parables are very important in our life, especially you know, getting to understand the lessons that comes from it. And I pray that as we are going to look at the parable of the rich fool, that we will not just live like the rich fool, just thinking about himself, self-focused, selfish, greedy, you know, and pride himself of the things that he wants to do, but rather we humble ourselves and whatever we want to do in life, we want to put you in the picture. Be with us and strengthen us. This we pray and ask for in your son's mighty name thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you very much for listening. God bless.